Welcome to an episode of Planner Lifestyle Podcast. Behind every planner, there's a person. Behind every person, there's a story. Today I bring you Sweet Shay from Instagram and YouTube, but she's also branching out into the field of podcasting. So you can find her on Instagram. She's still in the launch phase, but you can find her at But For Real Podcast. The new podcast is around masked pain as it relates to grief and the struggle it presents. She opens up today on Planner Lifestyle Podcast for one of the first times about her own pain and grief from her infertility journey. We take a moment to understand the cultural pressure it is for her to be a strong black woman and how she was taught not to rely on anybody and how that has changed over the years. Shay is not only creative, she's brilliant. She has a national board certification in education in the area of math. and She is a math coach, which means she serves both students and staff in her school. But it's not an entirely serious-toned episode. Stay tuned to the part where Shay laughs at me for not being able to operate a whiteout runner. Here's Shay. Welcome to Planner Lifestyle Podcast, Shay. It is a pleasure to have you here, and I can't wait to get to know you better. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Could you give us a, just a little background? Um, we'll obviously get in more into your story on all the different layers. Tell us like your name, where we can find you online, and like anything you'd like to tell about yourself. My name is Lachey. Oftentimes, I go by Shay. I am on Instagram at S-W-T-S-H-A-E. That is my Instagram handle. And I have been in the planner community since 2014. But I've always been a planner since I can remember. You have been around kind of since the beginning of this uh, craze, if you mm-hmm. will, this trend, this life. Right. <laughs> yeah, because like you said... It's not like you just started planning in 2014. It's just things shifted in terms of maybe its importance in your life or how how you went about it. You know, like I wonder if we were to go back to like 2004 and be like, someday you're going to spend this much money on your planner. And you'd be like, no, I'm not. (laughs) Right. What happened in the future? Or or like stalking people or companies slash sticker companies announcements to see when the new sticker is going to be released. I never thought anything like that. Absolutely. Yeah. So I definitely see what you know you're what saying. I mean? Like you're, if you had to go back and tell yourself, you're going to drive to more than one store to find a pen. Be like, no, 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 I'm not. <laughs> you're going to, you know, stare right. out your window and wait for your next pack. No, no, I'm not. So that's all. I was kind of having a moment there thinking back to what, <laughs> what we would think about ourselves in the past. And I'd just like to point out, so your Instagram name, the SWT, is basically short for Sweet Shay. So that's kind of your um, handle, if you will, and like Sweet Shay's lifestyle. So you can see not just planning, but you can see like beauty enthusiasm. You can see um, your dog makes an appearance, right? Sometimes your boxer. They do make, yes. Oh, mm-hmm. they. Yes, I'm to. sorry. Yeah, you have they. yes a big one and a little one or no? <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely right. <laughs> the big one is older. The little one we've had um, less than a year and she is just 
a great addition. She's hilarious. Did you get her as a as a baby or? Yes, we got her when she was seven weeks. Um, kind of spurred the moment. My husband stumbled across maybe a Facebook post about a family's boxers having a litter. And so he was like, let's go look. And I'm like, seriously, if we go look, we're going to mm-hmm. get one. And sure enough, we went that night, drove out about an hour away and picked up sweet, crazy Layla. And she has been just good for us, but even better for Lennox, the older boxer. Right. So they have a little community, some companionship. Mm -hmm. Do they have the dynamic of best of friends, worst of enemies? At first, it was tough because he was like, who is this person Mm -hmm. or dog? And so he would growl at her a lot and just stay away from her. But now they lay on each other. They go outside together. They play. She likes to lick him and he likes it. And he just lays there and takes it. It is quite (laughs) sweet, odd, and like so funny at the same time. All at the same time as those characteristics. But they love each other. It is sweet. You never know, right? Introducing the animals and sometimes you have to like do it slowly so Mm -hmm. they get like their scent or whatever so they don't get territorial and all that. Right. (laughs) We're currently dog sitting. We picked up um, our friend's dog, which is a Yorkie poo, which is this tiny little thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But Mm -hmm. it's great for our family because we have allergies. And so they're one of those hypoallergenic type of breeds. And I... uh, I'm already like I so I'd love to talk to people about their dogs. I'm I have puppy fever, but we're just not sure if it's the right fit for our family long term. And so it's great to just dog sit and get that experience for a little bit. But even this morning before we got on, I, I like spoiled the thing. I can't imagine having a dog. It would just be mm-hmm. out of control. Like I see we had a rotisserie chicken last night. And we save the juice and like let it gel up. I don't even know if this is. And then uh-huh. I'm like, okay. So then I like crushed up treats in it, and I'm like, good morning. Are you ready for your little? Oh, that sounds gelatin good. Fat or whatever. Gross. It's like this is so gross. I'm like, wow. I was like really excited to do that. So. And she loved it. I'm sure. Well, yeah, it was gone. Mm-hmm. So. I can only imagine. Having them in your life full time and just that bond you have and the things you buy for them and it's so sweet. Uh-huh. Or do for them or let them do. Oh. Like sleep with us. <laughs> just all the things that we probably shouldn't do, but we can't help it because we look at them and they're, they're sweet little cute faces. And it's like, oh, fine. Get in the bed with us. So now do you have, so, yeah. do you ever look for boxer like stickers or layouts do you ever have like a dog theme do you have dog washi does that ever incorporate or what like how would you describe your planning style I guess both questions all at once (laughs) um to start my planning style I think is pretty simple and functional I do like to use stickers um I like kits well I used to like kits but because I have a different planner I've kind of stayed away from them and just like piece stickers together. But overall, I'd like white space. I like a clean, simple layout. And I seldom put like have dog themes. That's not a thing for me. Okay. I'll If I see something cute, I will definitely try to incorporate it. But overall, just the Paul, the Paul stickers about all I do <laughs> when it comes to incorporating the boxers 
in my planner. Sure. And then so like you maybe you would indicate like a vet appointment or mm-hmm. a grooming or, or something yeah, pick like up that. dog food. Absolutely. Okay. Sweet. So that's how it, it represents in your planner. Well, mm-hmm. I'm interested to hear like what drew you in. Will you just bring us through that journey? Like you said already, I used to do this, but now I do this. So how did you get started into this community and what were you using then? And where have you been since? Not like, where have you been? But you know what I mean? Like, bring us through (laughs) some of those choices, uh, some of those lessons learned, things like that. It started for me with a coworker um, in 2014. She was like, have you heard of Erin Condren? And I'm like, no. And we started looking it up and just found not a, it was a lot at the time, but not like it is now, of course. Just a lot of people talking about how they've used this planner and how it helps them stay organized. And before I was using a Vera Bradley planner mm-hmm. and the Vera Bradley planner had some stickers in it. So I would use them here and there, but overall it was just my my lettering, my handwriting in the planner. And so I had a Facebook but not Instagram at the time. And I'm like, wow, it's a lot of people that's <laughs> talking about this planner. And so started YouTubing videos and watching them and seeing how people were taking it to a whole nother level. And so that was the, the start of incorporating stickers. And at first I was buying, I remember my very first sticker purchase which was from Libby and Co. Oh yeah. And to this to this day, I every now and then I buy from her. I'm mainly just planner Kate. Um but that was my very first sticker purchase and I was just obsessed with incorporating this this new way of planning then, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So from there um started figuring out and finding ways to kind of make the planner represent me. So it took some time for me to find my style. I was buying, you know, glitter headers, kits, and just all the things. CAD was a big thing, um, Chrissy Ann Designs, and she did not have an open store like she does now. Back then it was, I'm releasing this day, get there before it sells out, be ready. And so just the almost the infatuation or in the excitement of trying to hurry up and place your order so you can get what you want before it sells out. That was exciting and a thing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then watching people talk about like, what, what order number are you to see if <laughs> when it is shipped, just <laughs> silly little things. You remember that? Oh yeah. So yeah. that's kind of like how it evolved. And over time I found the style that I like, um, before Aaron Condren only released one style. And then next thing you know, years later, it was a horizontal. And then an hourly, and before it was none of that. It was just this vertical planner. That was your your option. And so to see how it has evolved is awesome. She not even thinking about or talking about some of the current issues that she's been a part of, but she has done a good job listening to her 
her consumers and her buyers and making changes. I must admit to that. So when she came out with the neutral planner, that was like a, a huge deal because now I have this very blank canvas that I can do whatever I want to it. And so once that became an option, that was like my go-to planner style Mm -hmm. using the neutral and incorporating any colors and any stickers that I wanted. And so that's when I became heavy with um, planner Kate, because she was able to give you to me very functional stickers for a great price. And I love how they were good for me to write on, not the glossy finish Mm -hmm. and I can reposition them if I messed up. So from there, that was just my my planner sticker company of choice. And of course, I tried stamps and washi and different themes, if you will. Um, but overall, right now, just continuing to have a simple planner that I actually use to, to plan my day versus decorate my day, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You do a little of both though, right? With like, you have Absolutely. stencils and you still have like colorful boxes for appointments and stuff like that. But as far as you're sensing a shift in yourself from maybe how much time you spend on each or what do you think? Yes. Before I would take hours to, to make this perfect planner. Um, and I'm like, Lachey, stop. You have this planner for organizational purposes only. And so once I released the the burden of trying to make a perfect planner, it became a functional, fun planner. And I, I use stickers and I like to decorate and I definitely use stencils and, and washi steel, but I look at my planner every day and plan out my day. That's truly what I use it for, to plan my day. And then the stickers come after. Okay. As far as priority, or do you literally sticker after you plan your day? I sticker after I plan my day. Okay. So do you, okay, so walk me through the process. I know this sounds really nitpicky, but I know people are listening like, do you actually write in your planner all your plans and then fill in where there's maybe some blanks, you put in some stickers, some deco, or are you like thinking through your day, planning it in your mind, or maybe a scratch pad? And then going to use stickers to incorporate those plans as you write them down. Does that make sense? That definitely makes sense. Okay. So I plan, let me see. I use my planner and I pre, kind of pre-plan with post-its. Okay. So this week I hadn't planned, like today, Monday, I hadn't planned. But I have post-its in my planner of what I need to get done this week. So that's like the pre-planning stage. Once I get my planner and my stickers and put them in front of me, I immediately write down using different appointment labels and boxes of those type of stickers. And I use what I know is happening. I place that in my planner. And then at the end of the day, if there was anything that I hadn't had in my planner that stands out or is something I need, I I think I need to put in there, I go and put it back in. Does that make sense? Sure. Absolutely. For reference or just something you kind of want to remember, perhaps, or Mm -hmm. think back. Absolutely. Okay. 
yeah, it's I know it's a very like a minute type of information, but that's the kind of thing that we want to know, you know, because we have our mm -hmm. own little systems. Some people pre-sticker just for like weeks and months at a time. And then they go back yep. and write their plans on top of that. Some people write straight on the paper and then only put stickers after the fact. Or, you know, it's just, it's really neat to mm -hmm. see how everyone kind of finds what works for them. And sometimes you just think, oh, I don't even think of doing it like that. So I like to have um, guests like yourself share. And like before, I uh, never wrote directly on the paper. It was just stickers, but I found that to be quite overwhelming for me because, I, again, I like a lot of white space. So sometimes I would just write directly on the paper and put a little sticker icon there to represent, you know, whatever that that activity is. Mm -hmm. So it's just a variety. And I like to see what other people do, too. And I'm grateful to the Instagram family and the Facebook family because it has inspired me to do a lot of different things as well and get, kind of get out my comfort zone. Exactly. Yeah. The idea, I know there's probably a listener or two who's listening like <gasps> straight on the paper, <gasps> like just give some hives, you know, like <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> but, right. But I definitely, I know there was a, there's usually a tipping point in someone's planner life style, if you will, that they've, had to come face to face with the fact that they didn't have a sticker for that and then they didn't write mm -hmm. it down and then they they were up like it didn't help them you know like it, like it became a roadblock like why am i letting this i don't have a ballet shoe sticker so what? i'm not putting my daughter's <laughs> lessons in i mean i'll probably get her there anyways but i'm not using this planner to indicate it and i'm not communicating you know because Either I ran out or I need to order or didn't match the color that week. Or, you know what I mean? And, right. and then you kind of, I, I think it's maybe not everyone this happens to, but a lot of us, it kind of gets to like, wait a minute, is this hurting me or helping me in this capacity? And you have to kind of make a decision on, are you going to continue a certain thing? Or are you just going to allow some days, some weeks, some months, years, whatever, are just going to be a post-it? Or they're just going to be written on paper? Or you know what I mean? Absolutely. I think at first I used my – once I got – again, I was always planning. I mean, back when I was in middle school, I remember having a little calendar, like a little – checkbook type of calendar where it flipped open and I would write down what I wore every day so that way I didn't repeat outfits little silly things that I did but a way of again just using my planner that I always got I got one every Christmas and so as an adult planning I used to get so upset if I made a mistake or like you said didn't have a, a sticker for an event or an activity and then I'm like okay Shay, stop, because that's not what this is for. This is a, supposed to be fun and also a way to stay organized and have my day, you know, outlined. And so I think it's easy to get caught up in this perfected planner and how it looks and not making a mistake in my handwriting, my lettering. So I'm over that. Yeah. I just plan. And if I make a mistake, I use whiteout if I have it close by. Now I'm to the point where if it's upstairs and I'm downstairs and I'll stretched out with my planner stuff, I don't even go get the whiteout. I just 
put a sticker over it and call it a day. <laughs> yeah, I feel you about that. Like you said, for me, this this hobby is fun, but it's also helpful. And as long as I can mm-hmm. have both of those, that's what brings me planner peace, um, if yeah. you will. So, yeah. And, you know, part of me is like, this is a great hobby for making mistakes. And I don't think enough of us realize that because it's time we're using calendars. Cal- time keeps marching on. Flip the page. Mm-hmm. Like we can just yep. flip the page. But I know it's not that easy for everyone because some people like to look over the whole year. And if they're missing a week, it's kind of, you know, weird. But yeah, we can just flip the page to start again. Mm-hmm. Actually, one of the whiteout things that I've been using from one of my former guests, Allie from According to Allie. I'm not sure if you know mm-hmm. um follow her she was on a happy planner squad a couple years ago and anyways she uses the white gel pens so she just has one in her like little pen pouch and it's amazing what a white gel pen can cover like if you want to cover a line under a clear sticker or things like that and so I mean it wouldn't be like if you wanted to look at it raw it's like it's really helpful for covering us up stuff underneath other stuff but that's been a good tip that's actually a great idea yeah and you get like a really well for me my handwriting is pretty big so like the one 1.0 like a really kind of a Mm -hmm. a big a thick so like then you can kind of get the gel juice to kind of run a little bit over your letters and then or the lines that you're trying to do um then you can get really precise right so you don't have to use like that whole do you have like a whiteout runner type of thing, you know, where you just go look and you pull mm-hmm. it? Sorry, that was a <laughs> weird not. sound. <laughs> it was actually. <laughs> um, yes, I, I'm i klutzy with those. I keep, when I roll the white out or, or run it, I don't know, it like falls apart on me. Like I can't get a clean line. What's <laughs> Is, am I alone? Is That's this... interesting. I think you're alone. <laughs> I am all alone in my office <laughs> in the dark crying about my whiteout. Your whiteout. Yeah. Well, that's maybe, maybe I, I don't have enough so. practice because I don't make enough mistakes. Mistake. That, <laughs> see, that's a great way to kind of flip it and look at it in the positive way. I barely yeah, you know, know how to use mistakes. it. I hardly make a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's so important to kind of focus on the mistakes. Like, if my planner is a true reflection of who I am, I am an imperfect person. Mm. I am a sinner. I'm an imperfect person. And so I really think my planner should reflect that. And that's why I no longer try to make it perfect. There's been times where I thought I was using a black pe- or a blue pen. I picked up a black one and started writing in it. I leave it. It is okay. Because again, it's a reflection of who I am and I am not perfect by any means. And I think that's important to know. Right. And it served you in that moment, right? Yeah, that pen served you. Absolutely. You were able to mm-hmm. have that thought where you needed that thought. Absolutely. What are you in now? You talked about your how your attitude shifted, but what are you currently using? I still use the Erin Condren, the um, vertical. Oh, okay. I've tried all the planners from her. Um, horizontal definitely didn't work for me. And hourly was great. I tried it. But the vertical, because that was, again, just the original, that is, that's my heart. Um, This year, I went with the flower power design, not the layers. And Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that has allowed me to use more 
specific colors versus different colors to match this this theme, if you will, or this kit. So just kind of piecing stickers together that I find that I need according to a color and not so much a theme. Because the layers neutral is still kind of colory, right? Isn't that what people said? Like it was still kind of... I didn't like... There were hues of different colors. Yes. And so the flower power to me just was different and kind of un- underrepresented. So I'm like, you know, I'm gonna go with mm-hmm. that one. <laughs> and I did and I like it. Yeah. How do you use your three boxes? Does it change day to day or week to week? Typically, no. Morning, afternoon, evening is what I use them for. Every now and then it'll be like to do, but it's typically what I have to do that morning. Or odds and ends like things I need to get done around the house, but it's during the time of day that I'm doing those things. So I like to stick it or I like to keep it kind of separate with the the time of day. And then what do you use your sidebars for typically? Do you leave them blank? Do you fill it in? Or I'll what do you do? leave them for like what I need to truly get done this week. Making phone calls. If I need to get something specific done, like make an Amazon purchase or pick up something specifically from Whole Foods, I'll put that on the left-hand side. And I also try to have a grateful thought or a grateful reminder each day because that's just important for me and and my mental health and just focusing on the good because sometimes I like to focus more on the bad. So each day I take Mm -hmm. out something that just really stood out and made my day the great day that it was. And I'll either write that on the left-hand side on like a a Monday through Sunday kind of box, or I'll write it at Mm -hmm. the bottom of my planner. Of each day. Of each day, yes. But that is something I definitely incorporate. So do you do that before bed? Or like, do you have a routine for that? Or do you just kind of wait a couple of days and kind of think back and remember or what's your routine as far as uh, getting those things in at the end of the day when I, I look back at my planner and again if I need to add anything that I left out because it just happened versus being planned to happen mm. I'll add that mm-hmm. in and then I'm like I'll try to reflect on the day and that moment I'll write down my spending if I bought something and my grateful thought for that day and that's typically okay. how in the night. And then I'll do like my devotion and go to bed. Do you keep your planner on your nightstand? Mm-hmm. My Bible and the, is on top of my planner, along with some chapstick and hand lotion. <laughs> <laughs> Those are important. And a bottle of water. Yeah, I was going to say, I have a cup of water. <laughs> Absolutely. Always, always have a cup of water. I finally just put a coaster there. Oh, I was like, Lord. I'm just going <laughs> to... I have this here because it started getting a ring on it because I'm always, mm-hmm. there's always some random amount of water left in it though. Like <laughs> I can get kind of a collection if I'm not careful. Yeah. My max is like three. And oh, I'm like, okay. why do I have these gross? Get these out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm constantly leaving water around the house though. That's kind of my, how I mark my territory. <laughs> <laughs> I've been more careful with it though, even though I'm just here with my family, like with the whole viral pandemic, mm-hmm. I'm like, Nope, we're not going to just leave waters out and right, open. Right, because you don't know who they are. Is this mine? <laughs> is this your? Like, no, we're, I'm a much more careful about that now. So good job. Thank you. Can you talk about where you plan or do you have a space other than your um, 
nightstand that you do? Like if you were, you know, do you use a table or maybe you're just, you do it in bed or and have a tote. Um, talk about kind of like your, do you have a setup and things like that? Yes. Um, I have a desk that I use when I plan like for the week with taking out the post-its and adding stickers in. And then throughout the evening, kind of my evening routine, when I take out my planner and kind of plan and put things in that weren't planned, if that makes sense. Um, I do that honestly in my bed. I take out my, my mm-hmm. binder that has my functional stickers in it and just add anything that I need to. And then I put my planner back on my nightstand and that's it. When I, sometimes we do um, plan together with like family and friends, um, less of that now because of COVID, but I would take a little tote with my stickers and my binder and my planners, of course, and my pens. And we would just get out on the table and plan our things together. Mm-hmm. So. I, I'm a spreader. Yes. Outer. I, and I take up a lot of space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm also mindful of my cups around that kind of environment, too, because I am not the most graceful individual around open source open vessels of liquid (laughs) be careful (laughs) yeah so i'm just i just stopped i just stopped putting it on the table i didn't have like a huge trad i don't think i've had a tragic event where but i've just live in that kind of anxiety because i've spilled so much in my past that i'm like i am not if it went on on mine it would be a bad day but if it went on someone else's like i don't think i could easily get over that (laughs) <laughs> like I would fall asleep eight years from now with anxiety. Like, oh, remember that one time you spilled water on that lady's planner <laughs> or, or person's planner or whoever, you know. So I'm very careful. Um, anyways, not yeah, like you said, though, we're not doing that as much anymore Mm-mm. because I haven't had a meetup in ages. I hadn't either. Uh, I've attended a couple Zoom meetups, which were That's cute. How was that? It was fun. Some people kind of just put their head down and worked, 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 just maybe as they would at a meetup. Some people are are just, you know, they're there to be in the environment, but they also have a task to do and they're not as inclined to be chatty Mm -hmm. (laughs) like some of us. Mm -hmm. And then, um, (laughs) and then, you know, some were maybe much more just giving updates about different things that were going on either in their life or with with the hobby itself like oh I got this or I got rid of that or you know things like that um but yeah it was kind of more like life catch-up stuff too just like how's everyone doing right um things like that um I've had a couple of Skype calls and those are I guess not that different than a Zoom meeting the Zoom ones were, were happened to be more of a larger community the Skype ones were a smaller group and then it was kind of like a meetup. Like, it was just kind of on. I put my um, phone on a little stand, mm-hmm. and then I just kind of worked. And when someone wanted to say something, they would. Or if someone wanted to show us something, they would. Or had a question about something. Otherwise, it was just kind of that same sound experience. Right. Because you could hear everyone else's paper flipping or them going through their, their binder for the stickers. Their binders for the stickers. You know, and conversation. It wasn't, like... You couldn't hear crickets or something, but we didn't feel compelled to, like, host a conversation or, you know, keep up a whole meeting or something. It was just kind of casual. So those are cool, too. If you were kind of missing that that vibe, I guess we could kind of still do it. Mm-hmm. Although different states are allowing different um, amounts of meeting now, too. Right. That was way back in the spring, you know, 
now at the end of summer, it's, you know, a little bit more open as far as seeing people and social distancing and masking and things like that. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Are you a part of any kind of group in your area or is that something you're interested in? We have a local, um, part of a local Facebook group and it used to be several meetups, um, once a quarter, but because of COVID again, just that has kind of been to a minimal. Um, so I'm still shocked that this is our current life, to be quite honest, but making the most of it. You're education adjacent, right? Mm-hmm. Are you still working this school year or do you work over the summer or can you talk about being how, you know, how are you planning on your job? So um, we go back to work this Thursday and it's going to be quite interesting to see how that will play out because again, you can't hear, we can't have a certain, but a certain amount of people in a room together. So I would assume, and again, this is just an assumption. I'll get to work Thursday and be like assigned to a specific classroom that I'll spend my day in with a certain amount of people. Mm -hmm with mask on and things like that. Um, our students though are not coming back at all. As of right now, it is a hundred percent remote virtual learning. So that's also quite interesting. Why are you in a room with people then? Like what, cause you're a math tutor or you're a math teacher. I'm a, ma- you, well, I'm I'm a math coach. Um, coach. Mm-hmm. Okay. What does that mean? I support both students and teachers and teaching math. So I coach teachers with best practices. And if they need my support with a particular class, I'll come in as a co-teacher and work with students, pull small groups, or I'll lead the class and the teacher can pull small groups or, you know, reteach a particular standard that maybe five students weren't successful in. So it just varies, but I support both adults and students. And because our work days are in person that's why we'll be back in the building which I still don't understand but okay whatever I'm I'm here to serve so I'll be at work Thursday however that looks (laughs) don't you feel like there's so much flux I hear so many people talking about like well I went to a meeting and they said nothing but other than we need more meetings Uh (laughs) (laughs) a meeting to talk about the next meeting it is, I mean, yes. it's been so crazy. There's been like five changes within two or three days. So again, you talk to me Thursday, I may be at home working. Like who knows? It has changed so much. Um, it is just, it's so crazy. How are you handling that? You seem, you know, as of kind of on the surface, like easy roll with it, mm-hmm. but is it taking its toll? How does that's my personality. I'm pretty flexible when with things that A, I can't control and B, like don't, they hadn't happened yet. So I haven't, I'm able to change because they hadn't happened. Does that make sense? Now, mm. once things are certain, I'm less um, resistant to that change. So because school hadn't started and they've made all these changes, that's fine because it hadn't started yet. Come Thursday, I do need some some consistency because that's just how I work. I like structure, procedures, just things like that. That works for me. A formula. Mm-hmm. You're math-minded, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I, I 
marijuana and what's <laughs> what are the steps yes. to this outcome yes mm -hmm. but other than that I'm pretty late back like I said um it hadn't happened yet so all the changes is fine for me I'll try to stay as positive as possible especially because I lead teachers I need to to be to some degree strong for them so just here to answer questions but honestly I have very little answers and they know that and I'm very transparent and upfront with them I have no idea how it's going to look but ask all the questions because if I don't know I'll find a, a person that knows well, thank you for your service. Oh, thank educators you. and education support is so, so valuable. Our, I think our teachers are just, they've gotten such a boost in public opinion because mm -hmm. it's like, thank you. We didn't realize how much you did and, you know, all that kind of stuff with the distance learning. And um, I think that role that you have is so cool. I hadn't heard of that before mm -hmm. where you get to help both students and teachers, yeah. especially with a concept like math. Um, that's it really does take an expertise, you know, and it's being able to distill that so that someone else can take that information. Um, that's a gift. So oh, thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I've enjoyed it. If you could. OK, so I have a question for you. OK. This is one of those like interview questions. <laughs> if you could contribute to an area of growth in your life, what would it be? To be more vulnerable. And honestly, that's part of why I am so excited about this interview, because before I'm one, and I kind of said this in my bio, like I've been around for a long time, but if I look at myself and not that I do this regularly and compare where I am with my social media account versus where other people are, I'm like, wow, look at their growth but I also look at how they've kind of put themselves out there more. And I don't, I don't do that. I'm quite reserved and private and just have my small group that I, I share things with. And so it was a push for me to even start posting more personal things in my planner that before I would blur out because I, I just felt held them close to my heart and I don't mm -hmm. like to be vulnerable. So that is an area of growth followed by the empath being just empathetic to people who need it. Like how do you view empathy? My personal life has shown me how you can really, you can't just look at someone and assume they're okay because I was one that put on a smile for a very long time and I was literally dying inside. So Hmm. being empathetic to someone is not not judging for sure but also truly trying to understand where they're coming from and why they're experiencing and feeling what they're feeling not having all the answers just truly oh yes I'm here with you I'm, I'm sharing your pain with you even though I don't know that experience I'm still here and I feel the pain that you're experiencing. Have this happened to you before? Like has someone walked through life when you were in pain and shown you empathy? Yes, but it took me being honest and vulnerable to allow that. And so that is for me an mm -hmm. ongoing um, 
something ongoing that I have to to be aware of that I, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to let people in, not everybody, but more than what I've had. It's okay to, to show people, especially people that love me, that I'm not doing okay, that I'm not perfect, that I'm struggling today or tomorrow or whatever. It's okay. And so I, yes, absolutely. There was people there to help me when I was struggling. Do you think you've had any cultural or family influence that led you to believe that you have to be strong all the time? Absolutely. As a black woman, mm-hmm. that that right there alone mm-hmm. is the epitome of what strength is. Black women equals strength. And that is so exhausting. And so as a person again, a black woman who grew up from a black woman and my mom was a single parent. We, I was taught to do everything myself, not to rely on anybody, not to expect anything from anybody. If I want something done, I need to do it. And that's that control piece as well. And so Mm. granted, was it the right thing? Probably not, but it was the best thing. And as a Christian, that's important to to name because biblically I am here to to be an easer for a man, a husband. And so I wasn't taught that way. I was taught again to to do what I need to do as an individual and to hold myself accountable, be self-disciplined and get what I need to get done in in the world. And that's been quite hard to transition as a wife because I'm so independent and strong but again being strong is exhausting you can be stronger to get okay this is how I always picture it I'm not trying to compare people to animals okay like that's not (laughs) I believe in humanity is valuable (laughs) but think of a work uh beast of burden right like they can haul one wagon full of hay only so far only Mm -hmm. so much but when they are in a team or yoked with another. Mm-hmm. They get so much more done. They can pull more than two separate yep. horses can pull or ox or whatever. Like individually, if they could each do a thousand, you put them together, they can do more than 2,000. Mm-hmm. So to not be able to access that extra come alongside you um, power that can just boost it's uh or one's Mm -hmm. just trying to pull ahead all the time and then you're out of sync that is uh it's just you can do it you'll probably still get the wagon where you need to go it's just gonna be harder amount of time and exactly and the exhaustion and you said something and it made me think about the verse two two people two brains two minds are better than one and imagine three and so how much more it can be done. And I mean, even the Bible talks about the importance of working together. And I just wasn't taught that way. Now, as I was taught as a Christian, but my mom wasn't married. My mom's never been married. And so I didn't get to see her work alongside someone. I got to see her do all the work. And so that's what I put on myself. I have to do it. I have to get it done. And it's just me, 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 me. And again, it's not the best way. I'm not saying it's right, but it's just how I was taught. And so, what happens at the other side of it? it? Does this lead to resentment, or is it? It definitely could. could. 
or exhaustion or um, a freaking mental breakdown. Well, pride too, a little bit. Like, no, I know the right way to do it. Pride, definitely. That's a good one. There's a lot of messaging out there, even in the planner community, about strength. And there's mm-hmm. just a nuance, I think, between encouragement and possibly toxic positivity. I mean, I know there's been yes. a lot of talks about that in the past, too, because we do want to be strong. There's nothing wrong with being strong. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. Nothing wrong but at all. But it definitely takes some reflection to understand that role in your life and how it affects the decisions that you make, how it affects your communication with the people around you. Um, and maybe just different seasons of life, you need to hear different different things you know like maybe when you were all torn up inside and exhausted I don't know what did you need to hear at that point when I think back like and I think of kind of the hardest times in my life and again not being the most vulnerable person I was told then like I don't have to I don't have to grieve alone or be like isolate myself that I can share my pain with someone and it's okay. I'm not less than I'm still strong, even though I'm sharing my pain with someone. It almost makes you more strong. Don't you think it takes a lot of strength to share? Mm -hmm. And to, to put out there, Hey, I'm struggling with X, Y, Z that, that does take strength. And I didn't see it that way, but I've learned now it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to say no. It's okay to say, I don't understand. I can't do it. I don't get it. Like all those things that for some reason, women, I think are not taught. I have, I have come to terms with, and I I say it, I don't get, I don't get it. I'm confused. I don't understand. I need help. Like I have, and it's a struggle still, I'll be honest, but it's making me a better person. And that's what's important. Good. Well, thank you for sharing that. I oh, thank you. I asked specifically about your uh, cultural influences because I you are definitely not alone in the black community, like the whole strong black woman mm-hmm. identity or focus. Right. Is mm-hmm. is a real a real deal. So I appreciate you looking at your vulnerability as a as a growth area, not only just to connect well with the other people in your life to be honest about what's going on but then that allows you to grow in numerous ways because hey if you tell someone you don't understand something and they help you understand it you now know something you didn't used to know <laughs> like you are right now, and that's that's amazing yeah you you've educated yourself you've mm-hmm. opened a whole new opportunity hey I know how to change a light fixture now or hey I can file my own taxes or whatever it is the follow-up question to that, or the flip side, I guess, the other side of the coin of that is, if you had to share a fact about yourself about which you were proud, what would it be? And in some ways, maybe it's not the other side of that coin because you can be proud of the area of growth that you're in. I guess that is to say, a sneaky way of saying, what have you done that's awesome and you know it and you want to share it with me? <laughs> Do you have something like that? That's a good one. Um, personally... Yes, I have have recently gotten my national board certification with work. And that is a big deal. It is so much work to do and it's quite hard. And honestly, people 
don't pass it the first time around. So it is something that I take a lot of pride in, something that I worked very hard to get and to be nationally recognized as an educator is just awesome. So I do take pride in that. Congratulations. That's Thank a special you. honor. Yeah, I'm sure you worked really hard at that. Yes, and everybody doesn't have that that honor or that certification. And so I think it allows me just additional opportunities. When did you know that math was going to be your thing? Like, have you always been like gifted in this area? Like, did it just come naturally to you? Do you work, you know what I mean? A little bit of both. Um, I always knew I was going to help people. Like when I was young, I knew I wanted to either be in the healthcare field or education. And so I've done a little bit of both, but education is definitely my niche and how I can have relationships with students is something that I just truly, truly value. And so math came kind of as an afterthought because I'm math and science certified and I taught science first. And I love that because it was a way for me to use my creativity more than math. Math is a little more structured, um, whereas in science I could do labs and experiments and just be quite creative. But I transitioned into math and I really just took a a liking to being quite structured because I am one that needs structure to be most um, successful. I get a mm-hmm. lot of a lot more done when I have a map or a plan of what my day looks like. And so I kind of manipulated that into the math classroom and I saw great gains and my students, more importantly, saw great gains. And so I just stuck so with it. So you've taken that exam twice for different content areas? The national certification? Oh, no. That I just did for math. Oh, okay. Well, well then. (laughs) I mean. Yes. Slacker. (laughs) Get with it. (laughs) What are you doing? Haven't you been quarantined? I didn't expect this. Right. Do some more. Yeah. I don't even know how that would work if I would go back to get the science one. I don't even know if that's like necessary. I doubt it. Because no. No, I know you were kind of playing, but that's a great question, actually. Like, I don't know if that's a thing. So I should look into that. Yeah, maybe. I want to know a little bit about your content creation because you have um, posted a few YouTube videos lately. Are you, Mm -hmm. is this going to be like a regular thing for you? Like, how are you feeling about that? I am trying to be, again, more vulnerable and more comfortable putting myself out there. Mm -hmm. And the reason being is I am starting a podcast like you but mine is more around grief and how we as women have to continue to show up each and every day, kind of like with the smiles on our faces and performing well, even though we are holding so much pain inside. And that is, again, something I experienced for quite some time before I, I um, got the help that I needed. And so I am using my planner platform, if you will, to be more comfortable talking behind the camera. So that's why I've been kind of doing plan with me's and voiceovers and just getting more comfortable speaking because I know that the podcast idea that I have could really help people, women specific and people, because I mean, a man could listen to him like, Oh, maybe this is what my wife or a girlfriend has experienced. So definitely. But my, my audience is women who struggle with grief and still have to show up every day. I love the name of it. Can you share the, the name yes. of the podcast? 
But For Real is the name of my podcast. And I think that one just, I had all these name ideas, But For Real stood out because we kind of fluff things. And I want to talk about the nitty gritty as a woman and my struggle and my grief that I deal with every single day. And so I thought But For Real was just spot on. It is. It just, you get, I don't know. Like, I didn't know it was necessarily going to be about grief, but it gets Mm -hmm. to the point, like, whatever this person's talking about, Mm -hmm. I want to know. Because it's like, I don't, I don't want, you know, we get fluffed from other resources. So if you're looking for something real, that title will draw you Mm -hmm. in for sure. Can you tell us any details about the podcast? Like where or when we might hear it or stuff like that? Yes. It's in the works. Um, The first episode is due by the end of the month. And it's about, it starts kind of with my journey as I've struggled with infertility. And it's something that I hid for quite some time. Actually, this is like one of the first times I'm even saying it. And I'm okay to say it because I had to deal with that. And so the podcast is structured around kind of my story and why I'm able to share my grief and how I dealt with it. And then it starts to incorporate other people because there are so many levels of grief that again, women deal with grieve in their marriage, grief with the loss of a job and they are not sure what to do next grief with the loss of a spouse. I mean, I know so many people who deal with grief, grief from surviving cancer. I mean, Mm -hmm. that is nuts that you survived cancer, but you have grief over that because you know, people that didn't survive. We Mm -hmm. have to deal with so much. And it's something I, I know I need to talk about because I felt lonely and I felt isolated because when I would try to find resources to help me when I was going through my infertility, there were very little it was like an unspoken word. Nobody talked about it. Or the people that I found that I could talk to were actually struggling with their second or third child. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I just need to find someone that has no kids and are struggling to have a child. And so I know that I can help people if I talk about it and be vulnerable and open up and share my story. And so... That was a lot, I know, but it is coming and I'm excited about it. And I, I just want to, even if I'm able to help one person, I'm excited. Absolutely. Well, this timing is great because this is coming out at the end of August. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking of launching at the end of August, yeah. this will definitely be in tandem with your launch and we'll have, let's stay in touch because then I can just Absolutely. make the intro like check out. But for real podcast. So if you want to make a goal for yourself to get that first episode out or on whatever your schedule might be, mm-hmm. uh, August 28th, let's co- let's collaborate because th- this can like be like it. your looks, you know, like people have book tours when their book comes out. <laughs> yep. This can be like your media part of your media <laughs> tour. Like I have a podcast coming out. OK. <laughs> yeah. And it saying it out loud and mm-hmm. having this collaboration with you almost mm-hmm. makes it more real. Like, oh, oh for now sure. I, do, I really got to do it, Shay. I got to get this done. So you do. thank you. Yes. 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 I, 
I'm pushy like that. I've had people like, like well, I'm kind of trying to open a sticker shop maybe soon. I'm like, so what's Do your it. Etsy name? And they're mm-hmm. like, wait, what? I'm like, no, no. You, I need to, I need it for the the intro. And they're like, oh, well, it's this. I'm like, okay, so when do you open? Because they need to know. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. And you know, sometimes I've had people come on now and say like, man, I replace such and such income I got I mean not to say that I was the impetus the launch but you know it's just that little that little little extra layer the Mm -hmm. one tiny thread and a huge tapestry of work they're doing and vision and time and money invested into it just that one little like okay yeah and I'm so grateful to you because I I mean, to start a podcast, you have to also be able to experience a podcast. And I'm like, there's no better timing, like you said, than to to be on your show and to talk about things that I love, planning I love. It's a part of my life. I'm going to do it until I die. And <laughs> it just allows me the opportunity to get some experience as well. So thank you. You're welcome. It has been a joy and pleasure to talk to you. You, your voice is fantastic. You oh, are going to have you. such success. I think you are right on the mark as far as you know that uh, sharing and sh- mm-hmm. being real is going to reach and serve so many people. I look forward to promoting you whenever I see you. I'll, you. I'll pump up your episodes. I love to welcome uh, podcasters. I'm by no means a professional or expert, but it's definitely something that I have a taste for now. And mm-hmm. I love to encourage people in their own journeys. I think you're just doing something great. So I wanted to say that as well. Oh, thanks. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show today, Shay. Thanks for having me. I look forward to hearing it. And I'm just super excited again for the opportunity. And I'm so grateful. Okay, thanks. Bye. Take care. Thank you for listening to another episode of Planner Lifestyle Podcast. Season three is off to a bang, and I've just loved all the interviews so far. I have one more typical interview coming your way. It's kind of one of those pop-up interviews again. I'm having the Chief Operating Officer from Cultivate What Matters. Her name is Kaylee. She's going to be coming to the show on Wednesday. After that, every Friday, I'm going to have an Enneagram plus Planner mashup series for the next nine weeks. That means you will have a total of 18 different planner friends join us on the show. I cannot wait for you to dig in and get to know these people better as well as all nine numbers. Make sure to subscribe for notifications when each of these drop. And if you're enjoying season three, which I know you are, well, if you're this far in, I hope you are, right? Please leave a review. It's one of the greatest compliments you can give me on your podcast app. This isn't just to give myself a pat on the back. It is helping the algorithm so new people can find the show in the planner community. I am just a little blip on this vast landscape. So help get the word out about Planner Lifestyle Podcast so all my wonderful guests can reach more wonderful ears. Thanks so much. See you next time.